So starting with Ezra's Hashem, Nadarim, Daf, Nun, and we're beginning three lines down, the Rav Akiva. And this is a story that we've had before. So if you, if you recall, we were discussing, um, we were discussing the, we brought in the story of Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda was very, very poor, and we went through a couple of different Gemara's, a couple of different stories, and the one we ended with is, they said that he didn't show up to the base Tanisa because he was so poor he couldn't afford a shirt. So they sent him, so the Rav Shemim Ben Gamliel sent him a shirt, sent, him, sent, sent the Rabbanon home to him with a shirt, and he was Dali Tzifsa. He lifted up the man, and he showed him, really, I have the money, I just don't want to have Hana from this world. So the Mashach connects to Gemara's and says, this is the famous story of Rabbi Akiva with Kalba Sabua, which we're going to discuss in a second, but it's, it's the same idea that they were both they were poor, they didn't want to come onto other people. So Rabbi Akiva is Kadashasle Barte, the Kalba Sabua. So Rabbi Akiva was Niskadesh, Okay, he, he got married to the daughter of, of Kalba Sabua. Kalba Sabua was a very rich person. He was called Kalba Sabua. The Gemara Gittin says because when people that would enter his house hungry like a Kalba, like a dog, would come out Sabua full. Okay, so that's so Shama Kalba Sabua, Adre Hana Mikonechasel. So Kalba Sabua, he heard that his daughter was getting engaged to this guy, Rabbi Akiva, and, um, and he made an adder that, he's, that, that, that he cut them off. He made an adder that they can't have any Hana. Right, he ushered his things on them in Nidarim form, right? So he said they can't have any Hana from them. Ozla ve nasve lay. So he went, uh, he went and married her bistav in the winter. And the Mepharshim explained that what happened was, we know that a condition of the marriage, and we'll discuss this in a moment here, was that he was going to go learn. And, and we saw, right, the Gemara Kasuba said that, that we had this pretty recently, that um, Rabbi Akiva... That, that, that Bas Kalba Sabua saw potential in Rabbi Akiva because he was Mali, the Tsunua, he was Tsunua Mali, so she saw potential and she said, fine, if you go learn, then I'll agree to get married to you, even though Kalba Sabua was very hush and Rabbi Akiva was a lowly shepherd. He was the shepherd of, of Kalba Sabua. So they went ahead, she, was, she, uh, he, she wanted to send him to go learn, so they ran and got married. They didn't wait till the springtime, in the winter, Bistav, in the winter. And where there was no great options for sleeping, Kavaganu Beitivna. So they were leaving. They, they were living in a. They were sleeping in a storehouse of grain. So right, they get up in the morning. They were. There's a lot. Of, they were sleeping on straw. And what did he do? He would pick out the straw. He rented space there. He'd pick out the straw from her hair, or the other way to say that she would pick out straw from his hair. But either way, um, he told her Amarla, and he told her, "Look, one day, honey, Ihavali." If I have the money, Ramina Lech, I'm going to make for you Shalayim de Dahava. And that is a Tachshit. It's called Yushalayim Shel Zahav, or Yushalayim of Gold. It was a very chush of Tachshit, uh, like a piece of jewelry that they used to wear. We had it in Shabbos and Baba Eisha. So us Eliyahu, Eliyahu knocks, up, knocks on the door of their rented uh, based heaven, okay, one day. He appeared like a man, right? He showed up. Looked like a regular person was knocking on the door. He was knocking on the door. He said to them, right? So they answered Rakiva and Bas answered the door. And he says, uh, please, can you give me? This is a, you're, you're in a storehouse of grain, uh, of straw. You have straw. Please give me a little bit of straw. The Yaldis Itzi, because my wife is giving birth. But let's leave me the am. I don't have anything to lay her down on. Rakiva told his wife, you see, Chazi, Gavra, Dafilu, Tibna, Le'isle. Look, he doesn't even have straw. So we, should, we shouldn't think that we're poor. We should be appreciative of what we have. We, should, we see that, that there's people that are in a worse matzah than us. Um, and then Amrale, okay, it's time to go. You got married. You agreed that you were going to go learn. Amrale, she said to him, Zil 
Habibi Rav, go learn. Azal Tartisrei, Shnin, famous story. He went for 12 years, Kamei Rav Eliezer, Rav Yeshua. Lemishlam Tartisrei, Shnin, after the 12 years were up, Ka'asal Lebeisei. So he came home. Shama Menachai Rebeisei, Duka Amarlei Chad Rasha. So she heard, right, from behind, right, the backyard, she heard the Kamar Chad Rasha. One Rasha was telling, um, he heard, that, um, it, well, it was her. That a Russia was telling Rabbi Kiva's wife, Shapir, of it, it's a good thing that your father cut you off. Number one, you married this guy, Rabbi Akiva. He's a bum. He's not Chashev. It was just Akiva at that point. He left you as a living widow. He just abandoned you for 12 years. So your father was right for cutting you off. Amrale, she said, If he would listen to me, I wish he would stay for another 12 years. Okay, so he had overheard this conversation. Right on when he was on the way back. So he said, he said, since she gave me Rishus, I'm going to go back. He went back to Yeshiva to go learn by Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua for, 12, for another 12 years. Also, and then he came after those second 12 years, Ba'esrin Ba'arba, Alfin Zuyi Talmidi. Okay, that he came with 24,000 Talmidim. He came back. Nafuk Kule Everyone went to go greet him. And uh, there's a famous Musarvart that Rechaim Shmulevis says, and understand, why didn't he just come to his house for five minutes? Why didn't he come say hello to his wife? For like five minutes, just say hello, hi, I'm here, and go back for 12 years. He says that when it comes to learning, the Ritzifas, learning without stopping, when it comes to Ritzifas learning, 12 plus 12 does not equal 24. That there's a separate din, and that's the, look, we're learning Dafyemi, so, right? It's the, the Ritzifas every single day. Okay. So everybody went out to greet this great Rabbi Akiva's coming. So, so too she went out. She got up to go out, right? She started readying herself to go see her husband. Amrla, who Rishia, so Pashtas, it was that same backyard, Russia, okay, that said, where are you going? Because you look like a pauper. And we had the Gemara in Subas explained that she didn't have anything to drink. Over there, we said that offered her something to wear. And Amrla, she said, don't worry. Okay, my, my husband knows, it's a, a pasuk, but Yudei Tzadik, Nefesh Behemta, that Tzadik knows the Nefesh of his behema, but it's a, a way of saying that, don't worry, my husband knows how much I, or we keep it, how much I sacrifice. Otas, so she went, she pushed to the front of the line, she wanted to go see her husband. Kamad Chan the Rabbanan were holding her back. Okay, security was holding her back. Amr Lahain, Nichuli, so he told, Amr Lahain, so he said to the Talmudim that were holding her back, Nichuli. Leave her come. She gets to come through. Whatever is mine and is yours, it's, she gets the credit for all. So what happened? Kabbal Sabu heard about this, that this Rebbe Akiva was his uh, son, also the Itchel Anidre, right? So he came, Kabbal Sabu, he now, he now wanted to be Shoel. Okay, he wanted to be Shoel as other. Well, he said, I didn't know that she would have come that he would have been this amazing Talmud Chacham, and therefore, Ishtari, Ishtari, the Mashmaris is in this discussion, how could Rabbi Akiva, the Mashmaris is that Rabbi Akiva was Matir, the nether of Kalvusuva's father-in-law. So a couple things, first of all, and the Ran discussed on the base, we asked this question, Tosus and Ksubis asked it as well, well, it's Nelad, right? So we know that you can be Matir nether, but you can't be Matir nether about something that would have happened after the nether. You could say, if you had known at this time, X, Y, and Z was, would you have done it? Well, that could maybe be Pesach or a nether. But here, the events occurred after the nether. 
So that's called Neilat, and Ein Paischen Benelat, the Gemara is going to discuss this Machlikas tonight, and we pass in Ein Paischen Benelat. So how could he be Paseach the Nether Benelat? So there's a couple of answers. Around here says that since he married her Al Tanai, he says, the Shani Hachler, Bekiba Al Dashiyasa Sefer Nasa. Okay, the, the, and the Gemara Ksubis recounts that uh, a little bit more, in a little bit more detail, the Rebbe said to him, if you would have known um, to, to Kabbal Savu, if you wouldn't known that he wouldn't learn, would you have, if, if, he would have, if, you, if you would have known that Rabbi Akiva would learn, would you have made the nether? And he said, even halacha achas, even, right, even, even um, Mishnah achas, even halacha achas, okay, so therefore, it was something, um, since, and since he married her al Tanai, so he just wasn't aware of the Tanai. But, and that's really what he was asking. That's one way of asking it. Tyson Ksuba says that anybody who goes to yeshiva makes a commitment to go to yeshiva. The stomach is going to be a Talmud Chacham. He made the commitment at the time of the nether, so therefore it's not Neula that was known. And there's like 15 different answers for this question. But just a, one other one, which is just a really interesting twist, that really Rabbi Akiva wasn't the one who was Mater, or he was Mater in the nether, but it wasn't based on this. Rabbi Akiva wanted a very interesting shot. And this is what the Rashba says in Ksuba. Rabbi Akiva just wanted to know, like, do you regret it? And then I'll find you a Pesach somewhere else to be Matan in the nether. But he wasn't using that. He just wanted to know, like, was it, was it personal on me or was it because of the fact that I wasn't learning it? And had you know that? Okay, good. So now, now that you now know that, so then he'll find a Pesach somewhere else. But Lamaisa, he was, wasn't Pesach from there. So the Gemara says, Min, Shis, Mili, Yatur, Be'ekiva. And the Marshal explains that the reason we want to go through the six is we want to make sure we just said that he had 24,000 Talmidim. We don't want people to think that he got rich off of the Talmidim. So it was from, you want to know where, how he got wealthy? There were six, there were six things. Um, six things that happened. So the story of the six things. Minshis, Mili, Iater, Bikiva became rich. Min Kabbal, Savua. Okay, so now once the nether was matir, so what happened? His father-in-law said, fine. And he proceeded to give them money. Min Eila de Svinasa, the ram that was on the boat. Okay, what does that mean? The whole Svinasa, Abdenle, Min Eina, they would make a, a wood uh, aisle, a wooden ram, okay, and they would put all their money in there. That's what they would do. They, and it was, like a, it was like a good luck thing. They would put their money in there and it would sit on the front of the ship like to have a swift and successful merchant journey. Guess what? They landed and they forgot to take the aisle off. Okay, Asahu, I guess it fell off. It fell off and it, was just, it looked like a regular piece of wood. He didn't, they, nobody hopped what it was. And then he comes along the seashore and he sees that there's a bunch of gold in it. So he made a, okay, he made a lot of money. That was the second thing that he got rich from. What's the third? I mean, Gavza, there was a chest or a log some say, So one time Rabbi Akiva, he saw the sailors going, heading out to port. So he gave them four zuz and he said, He said, bring me a souvenir, bring me something. Bring me something back from your trip. All they found was like a, a piece of what looked like a piece, maybe a, a box of wood, al Kefiyama. On the seashore, Asyua lay. They brought it to Rabbi Akiva. They said, Oven marna aleha. So look, this is all we got. We got this uh, waterlogged, waterlogged piece of wood. That's all we got right now. You know what? We'll bring you something worthy, but at least take this for now. Okay, so Ishtach, the Hava Mali Dinri, he saw that it was, uh, it was full with gold, right? He cracked it open. Some say that like they were going to use, he was going to get it designed and the, and the Ovid Marna means like, we're going to turn this into a nice piece of wood. And then they brought it to an artisan to like start working on the wood, and it split open, and it revealed a bunch of gold. Okay, either way, Dezimna, where did, where did this come from? Dezimna chada tava svinasa, because one time a, a boat had sunk, v'kuli iska hava machas gavza, in this box of wood that was now found and gifted to Rebekiva, they, they had all the uh, profits from their very successful business venture, v'shtaka po zimna dimin tisrukisa, 
okay, from a group of Yishmaelim, Yishmaelim were the merchants and this box was discovered and that was the situation. Okay, so that's the third, that's the third place he got rich from, Matrinusa, from Matrinusa. Now we don't, the Ran goes into the story over here, it doesn't, the Gemara doesn't spell it out at all on Amad Aleph, but basically what happened was uh, Rabbi Kiva needed, and his Talmudim needed money, they needed money to fund the yeshiva, they went to this Matrinisa, to this wealthy lady, this patron, and she said to Rabbi Akiva, fine, I'll lend you the money, um, and, but the guarantor should be HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Yam. What happened? So the time to pay came back, and Matranisa, Rabbi Akiva had fell ill, so she, she couldn't come collect it from Rabbi Akiva, and the Matranisa went to the ocean and said, okay, pay me up. At the same time, there was a princess, some other part of the other side of the ocean, who went crazy, and she dumped a, a box of jewels in, and uh, it washed up ashore. The Ron goes through this, and it washed up ashore, and she now got paid back from the Yam, from the Arev. So when Rabbi Akiva became uh, you know, was healed, so he came to pay his debt. So he came to her, and she goes, no, 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 one second, I got money. You, I'm not going to take money from you. I have money for you, the leftover money from the jewels. She gave him, this was your art. They came and paid for on your behalf, and this is yours. So that was another, that was the fourth thing. Min ishtay shall turnus rufus. So here the Ron again says, what happened was that turnus rufus, Rabbi Akiva, they had a, a history. They had a pretty, pretty bad history. I think at the end, Turnus Rufus was the one that had Rabbi Akiva killed. But in the meantime, in the, meantime the story is that Rabbi, that Rabbi Akiva had beat him with rayas in front of the Kesar. Okay, so he really embarrassed him. So he comes home, his wife sees that he's in bad mood, just got beaten Rabbi Akiva. And um, she says, look, if, if you give me permission, what I'll do is I'll go entice Rabbi Akiva because we know, right, the old, back to the Bilam days, that the... That the, the God of the Jews, right, hates Shuvei Zima. So don't worry, I'll go, um, I'll go offer myself up to him, and then we'll be Machshel him in Varavera. So he's, he said, good plan. She went ahead, she got all dressed up, and he goes to her. He goes to Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva sees her, and, um, and what does he do? He spits, he laughs, and he cries. And she says, why are you spitting, laughing, and crying? So he said, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Two of them, I'll tell you. The third, I'm not. He said, okay, I spit because I want to keep myself grounded. I saw this beautiful woman and I spit. I have to remind myself, this is Tipa Srucha. She's buff from Tipa Srucha. Okay, that's number one. Why did he cry? Because that Lamaisa, she's a beautiful woman. That beauty is going to be lost. She's going to be dead one day. And the laughing, he refused to tell her. What was the laughing? The laughing was that she eventually married Rabbi Akiva, brought along all this to Nurse money and made him rich. So that was the fifth source of money. Okay, and the sixth one is Umin Ketia Bar Shalom. So Ketia Bar Shalom is a, very, a famous story. We don't have it here, but the Gemara in Avodazar. Actually, nobody on the page brings it. Um, the Ron references in Avodazar, but the story is that you had a guy, Ketia Bar Shalom. Okay, um, the uh, Kesar wanted to kill the Jews, and Ketia Bar, Bar Shalom told the Kesar, so he wasn't a Jewish person. And he told Kesar, um, originally they said, uh, it, they said who, whoever has, right, if you have like a, an illness on one limb, you can't let the illness affect the body. The Jews are an illness. You have to, just like you have to amputate the limb, you have to amputate the Jews. You have to cut them off. And he said, yeah, but the problem is, is he had a couple of tinas. And they were good tinas. He ended up convincing the caser not to kill the Jews. One of the tinas was that, um, that, that they're going to call you like a murderous nation. You're just killing people. You can't just have a Holocaust. And Lamaisa, what happened was, the, the, the caser said, fine, you win. You convince me. You beat me. I'm not going to kill the Jews. But the problem is, when you win arguments against the caser, well, you don't really win the argument because then you chayim misa. So they were going to kill him and then he was going out and then some lady comes and says, by the way, like, I don't understand. You just stood up for the Jews and you're not even going to die a Jew. So he went, he was mal himself. There's a girs in the Ein Yaakov that says, it's an interesting lashon in the Gemara, that it says that he was, uh, with his teeth, he was mal himself. But either way, um, he, 
he, uh, he, he was, he was going to go get killed. And on the way, he basically gave all his money to Rabbi Kiva. So that, those are the six things Rabbi Kiva became wealthy. Okay, Rabbi Gamda, similar sort of story about giving Dal Zuzim. I guess that's how it's connected here. Rabbi Gamda, you have Dal He gave four Zuzim to the sailors. La Sui behind Midan. To bring a souvenir, again, they didn't find anything, except all they found were, I Sui behind Kuba. They brought him a monkey. That's what they came back with. That was their souvenir. Ishtamit. Okay, so the monkey escaped. Allah Harusa went to a pit. Chafru Basre. So they dug after it to go, to go get this monkey back. They wanted to bring Rav Gamda back as monkey. Ashkahud Revia Al Mar Galaisa. He revealed, right, he had, he had found a, a, he, the monkey had wedged himself into a spot where there were a bunch of pearls. I seen them like Kulon. They brought it all to Rav Gamda. Amrle Bakesul Rabbi Shua, famous story of Rabbi Shua Melchananya. That Bas Kesar, Amrle Bas, the daughter of the Kesar, said to Rabbi Shua Melchananya. Now Rabbi Shua Melchananya was very. Um, ugly. Okay, that's the general way of explaining it. The rush says specifically that he was black. The rush says that Shahaya Shahar. So she says, I don't understand. How could terror, such a beautiful thing, be in such an ugly kli? Amarle, he said to her, Limdi, tell me, in your father's house, was Bas Kesar. So in the king's house, what did they put wine in? Amarle, they put wine in in Cheres. So Amarle, right, he, you already see where he's going. He's saying, you know, Cheres, like a kli, kli mechur. Is, is better for the wine. Amrla, he said, I understand. Kuli everybody puts their wine in earthenware kalim, batun, bimani de pachra, you too, you're the king. Atun achisun bimani de chaspa, bidahava, you should be putting your wine in vessels of silver and gold. Oslas, she went, varamas cham rabimani de kaspa. It's a good idea. She instructed the butler and the, the household of the king's palace, put the wine, bimani de kaspa, bidahava, to put it in, in kalim of silver and gold. Visari, and guess what happened to the wine? It got spoiled. Amrla, he said to her, Afa raisa kane. He said, so to the Torah, right? So we see the message here is that the message is miskayim. There are certain, even though it's a beautiful thing, wine is a hush of thing, but it's only miskayim in earthenware keli. So too, right? And the, the idea of understanding, right? I mean, the, the earthenware refers to the, to, to the you know, lack of gashmias, right? It's the anis, it's lack of gashmias that, that the Torah with, with the kesef zahav, it spoils the gashmias. So the Torah gets ruined. It's much harder when you have the gashmias to... Uh, accept and be makabal the terror and protect the terror. So after Raisa came, in fact, the Gemara, and or maybe he, she asked him, I don't understand, you have Talmidei Chacham who look good. I was asking, why well, you're so ugly. So he said to her, if they were ugly, yeah, you're right. They, they could have learned more, meaning the more, the more there is, the, the, the more uh, beauty, the more, the more gashmias there is, the harder it is to learn. So there was a certain lady that came to Rabbi Yehuda Menar Daladina. She came for it. And Vizchaibis Mindina. Okay, the judgment did not go in her favor. So he was, she wasn't happy with Rabbi Yehuda Menar Dal's psak. Rabbi Yehuda Menar Dal was a Talmud of Shmuel. He says, Tell me, would your, would your Rabbi Shmuel have Paskin this way too? Amrle said, Ah, Yadadle. You know Shmuel? Amrle, she said, Yeah. And this is how this, she described Shmuel. In Gutsa, he's short. Varaba, crazy, he's fat. Okim, he's black. Varaba, Shine, and he has big buck teeth. Amrla, so, so basically she was drawing a caricature of the Rebbe, basically like hey, all of you. I'm, I'm, I'm done with all of you. Amrla, he said, the Ka'asi, you were and guess what happened? She exploded and died. Okay, so we, let's go back to our regular scheduled programming of the Dharm for just a moment, and then we'll come back. We'll have some, some nice uh, further Agadita as well. But the Mishnah had said, right? Because we said we go after Lashem Bene Adam, what's considered Mavoshal? 
So we said uh, only things that are uh, cooked, right? Medium cooked, but bitsli roasted is not considered cooked. And shaluk, which is if it's the way the Ron explained it, if it wasn't cooked enough, right? It wasn't fully cooked. That's not. That's going to be mutter. I mean, when we say mivushal, we mean the right amount. So so too it's going to be mutter. And we said ma'isa kadeira, right? Things eaten with bread is the way we explained it. So then you're going to be also ma'isa kadeira rach. So the question is that you know, this doesn't fit into the category, even though it was cooked in a pot, it doesn't fit into the category of cooked things. So why? Because it's a really strange cooking. Now, my baits are tormita. What is the baits are tormita? So the Gemara says, my baits are tormita, I'm a shmuel, so I'll tell you, if you want to understand an ebbet that can prepare this baits are tormita, shavi alpha denuri. Okay, this is a very sought after mumchashaft. He can get, he's worth a thousand dinners. Umayola, so here's how you prepare it. You cook it. Alfi zimni bimayachamimi, a thousand times in hot water, alfa zimni bimimi kriri, and a thousand times in cold water. Adamis zutra, until it shrinks to teeny tiny. So what's the point? It's also sticky, and it shrinks, and it's tiny. So what they do is, kihechi dabalise, when you swallow it, it's like kiva, if it has, if, a, if the person has some sort of illness, sarachala, it's like a diagno- medical diagnostic egg. Okay, that they would prepare, that it would stick to the illness, and then it would like attach itself to it, sarach, that sticks to it, the kanafko, when the egg comes out, it would come out whole, the asya, when the egg comes out, then the yada asya maisama mitbayele, so the doctor can analyze it, he'll know what medicine, my mitzi, he'll know how to treat the illness and how to heal the patient. Okay, basically, so it's a diagnostic tool, and that's why if anybody was ill, you needed these baits or tomatoes, it was very hard to make. Shmuel have a badek nafsheh, but kuchla, Shmuel would, uh, would, would check himself for illnesses. Shmuel knew in general a lot of things, but uh, have a badek nafsheh, but kuchla, with this kuchla, which is very, very hard on the body, some sort of stalk or root, root vegetable. It was very hard on the body, and it, it mamish, he would faint, and he would put his whole family through, right, they all thought he was going to die. The mistarin inish base aleha sarosa. They would undo their braids because they were in such tsar. They thought he was going to die, okay, um, that he would check himself another way, another way of diagnosing. It seems like the, if you knew how to do the cooked eggs way, that that would probably be a better diagnostic tool. Tanan hasam. So again, we're bringing this in because it really has nothing to do with our sugya, but it's this idea that we said that if you are making nether from mavushal, that you could, you're allowed to have one, that one type is going to be usser, but it doesn't apply to the other type. In other words, it's only, not sli. Mavoshal, yes, you're going to be usser. Sli, you're not going to be usser on. So we see a similar idea that when you're given permission to eat one type, one min, doesn't mean you could eat another min. Okay, meaning, let's say you have workers in the field, tanhasam, you have workers in the field, hayaisa, the kluthsin, and meaning whatever, let's say you have a field, and one guy is assigned to the kluthsin section, so then if he's working in the kluthsin section, he can't eat from the Benosheva section, meaning the part that you're working in, you're allowed to eat from while you're working, you're allowed to snack from while you're working, but you can't take from a different one. You can't decide, you know what, I want that one, what, that, other, that other part, okay? My klosfin, what are klosfin? It's like figs, that they make uh, some sort of jam, compote, okay? Some sort of a jelly, okay? For out of these figs. So a certain guy gave... Um, gave his Eved to his friend with the purposes he hired him to train, right? In other words, this lofty was also high in demand. So he gave his, 
he gave his Ebed to his friend because he wanted his Ebed to teach how to make alpha mini lofty, a thousand different types of this jam. He was only able to teach him 800, not a thousand. So Azmini Ledine. They brought him to Din, the Rebbe. I'm a Rebbe. Right? So they brought him to Din. He says, well, you shorted me. I paid you. You shorted me 200 uh, different ways, different jams. So I'm a Rebbe. So I'm a Rebbe. Rebbe said, Can you imagine what the Zaydas would say about how much excess there is in today's generation? That's what he said. We never saw, we never saw so much good, so don't complain. One final story, and then we'll stop at the two dots. Rebbe Avad Lehilula Rishimin Berebi. So Rebbe made a wedding for his son, Reb Shimon. Kosoval Beis Ganana, somebody had graffitied the, uh, the chuppah. Esrin Ba'arban Alfin Rebuyin Dinarin. 24,000 dinners. A crazy amount that he spends for this wedding. Dinar Nafku Al Beis Ganana was spent, was put out for this wedding. Al Beis Ganana Dain. Veloy Azmane Bar Kapara. And Bar Kapara was not invited. Now, some say that Bar Kapara himself graffitied it, but the point is, now we'll see, there's going to be a bunch of stories that Gemara is going to have coming up of Rebbe and Bar Kapara. Bar Kapara was a jokester, he was a prankster, and Rebbe was very serious. Rebbe was very wealthy, very wealthy, very serious guy. And the Gemara is going to say, we're not going to do it today, but we'll, we'll start tomorrow with that, that when Rebbe used to smile, Piranius used to come to the world. Meaning, he, Rebbe needed to be in a serious state. The world, it was literally, he was carrying the world on his shoulders. So he didn't want to bite Bar Kapara because, because um, I guess, because he was going to make him laugh. And we'll see stories where he made him laugh. Amr so Bar Kapara said, in that Hashem gave Rebbe so much money, meaning that Bar Kapara was basically saying, like, God wants you, Rebbe, to invite me to this wedding. And yet he still made you wealthy. Imagine how much money you would have if you were wealthy. Okay, Azmane. So I guess Rebbe decided, I'm fine. You know, if it means this much to you, I'll invite you. He invited him, Amar. And then Bar Kapara. So he changed it from like a little bit of a dig to a, a bracha. That you're so wealthy. Ah, it shows that you're going to have even more money. We'll stop here.